0: On the twelfth day of bourbon my true love gave to me a truffle stuffed with angels and <laughs> v
1: <laughs> welcome to a new cigar snob podcast. I am Nick Jimenez, joined by mister Eric Carovino. <laughs>
0: Hey, what's up, y'all? Get you every time? <laughs> you do get me every time with Caruinho.
1: And Ivan Ocampo.
0: Hello again. Hello
1: again. Don Ivan Don, Don Ivan. What was, uh, what was your response to Don Ivan last time? Me Hola, me. todos. <laughs> <laughs> Hola, amigos. <laughs> and that was the lead-in to all sorts of other Mexican stereotype yes. voice audio that we started playing, so we're going to steer clear of all that on this episode we are smoking something from Hoya the Nicaragua. Wait till you find out what it is. You're gonna uh want to, you know, let your defiant soul flag fly. Ooh, ooh, watch out. Um and then uh we're also gonna be talking about some sports stuff, about dresses that are too tight, maybe. Uh we're gonna be talking about I didn't about, know there was such a thing. but now you know. Well, it depends on who's wearing it. I think most That's dresses true. I That's put true. on are too tight. <laughs> Uh, and also a sushi anniversary party, sushi-related anniversary party that also incorporated Indeed. all sorts of non-sushi-type things yeah. in the party, you know. Uh, maybe perhaps some a stuff. few tight dresses. And maybe some tight dresses, some movie stuff, some bourbon stuff, so all of that on the other side of this break during which you'll hear a word from episode sponsor, Drew Estate. Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense plantation-grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fábrica Drew Estate, blended by Willie Herrera, and presented in five vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate Retailers nationwide. Okay, on this episode of the podcast, we are smoking the Hoya de Nicaragua Antaño CT. We're smoking it in Robusto, which is a five by fifty two that retails by eight retails by retails four, eight dollars. And 45 cents, it's got Nicaraguan tobacco from the middle to the outside until it is stopped by an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Hence, the CT in the name of the cigar. Hoya Nicaragua in their uh, press release stuff refers to this as a cigar for defiant souls. Are you feeling defiant right now?
0: I'm not terribly
2: defiant right now.
1: Yeah, me neither. But it's nice. Yeah, I
2: like the cigar though. (laughs) I don't think I'm upsetting anybody, but you know. I mean, it's not your typical Connecticut. So, in that regards, it is a bit defiant. I
0: think that's what they were
2: going for. Got it. So. But I'm saying from a flavor <laughs> perspective, it is. It's
1: true. You it's know? true. That it's part true. of it is true. It is bigger on flavor than your typical Connecticut. Yeah. Typical Connecticut. yeah. They've, they've. Yeah, I take it back. They're super defiant. Oof. This is a defiant. This cigar now has I'm a defiant, defiant soul. I feel like I've defied them, and I'm sorry to Hoya. I apologize for defying you. Um, but in general, how are we feeling about the cigar so far? Because we've been, we we lit it and we're a little bit farther into it than we normally would be at this point.
0: That's true, and we also rated it last issue. I don't remember. I think it was maybe a Toro format, but uh, very similar anyway. Uh, I dig this cigar. Right? Maybe someone else would jump first. That way I don't like hog up all the accolades. Go ahead. So,
2: Because you like it. I do like yeah. it, but I could be thrown off if I was – probably expecting something a little bit lighter. Let's say I wanted to reach for like if a Connecticut. You didn't a, it,
0: read the description about Defiant. Correct. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, probably had it early in the morning without breakfast, and I'm like, wow, I shouldn't have been so Defiant this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it could creep up on you, but this is a great cigar.
0: I totally dig it. Uh, I like that the wrapper brings in like those typical Connecticut uh, flavors like that. Like touch of vanilla and the creaminess, but then you get uh, from the from the Nicaragua you get some earth and pepper, uh, but it doesn't clash in a lot of cases. Yeah. When uh, when when people try to make and you've we've heard this before, right? This is not the first time someone makes uh, not your grandfather's Connecticut, right? That's not a, a new thing. Everybody's always trying to do that, and it most of the time falls flat, right? They fall flat on their face when they try to uh, combine that strength uh, from the filler yeah. uh, with that finesse and creaminess of, of a wrapper, of a Connecticut Shade wrapper. And in this case, I think it works as well as it can work, right? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of how well it worked in the, like the Nat Sherman Epoca. Mm-hmm. It worked extremely well there, but the Nat Sherman Epoca was not trying to be as strong as this. Right. So, so in this case, uh, it works extremely well. I I really dig it. it. So it would be like a a Connecticut cigar
1: for a guy who likes stronger cigars. Yeah. No, it's super well executed in yeah, that way. Yeah. Like I, I think the the comparison that comes, to, even though they're they're different in profile, but is uh, Oliva Connecticut Reserve, which sure. is another cigar yeah, another that I always one that works. yeah it's, right. it's one that I point to all the time. Is like this actually tastes like something, even though it's a Connecticut wrapper. So it says, you know, the non Connecticut smokers Connecticut. Uh, without it just feeling out of balance, and like a novelty, like, oh, we had to do this in our portfolio. Like, no, this is a super well-executed, like a lot of thought went into it. Um, so yeah, it's... it's
0: And it's... Uh, and by the way, the construction, everything is,
1: is spot on with it. For sure. So um, I'm loving mine. So we'll come back to the cigar in a little bit. In the meantime, here's some other stuff we're going to talk about, starting with Amparo. So if you listen to this podcast regularly, you've heard the Amparo experience referenced a whole bunch. Um, it's a, just to kind of recap, uh, an experiential, immersive theater production about the history of Havana Club Rum, specifically following the Arechalala family that created that brand as it is expropriated by the Castro uh, government at the basically at the time of the revolution in the, uh, 59, 60, 61 uh, through their going out into exile and then having uh, the Bacardi family produce their brand from their original recipe. And so it's a story that serves as not only a, an interesting sort of like slice of Cuban history, but also like an analog for so many other people's stories. Yeah. Um, so originally that was only supposed to be a couple of months and it's been, uh, I think, described by a lot of media as the hottest ticket in Miami. And I think that's still true. Yeah. Um, so they have extended their run through December first.
0: That's amazing, man.
1: Which is crazy, like, and it's and it sells out like that. It's I know, nuts. I'm really glad I snapped loud enough for the mic to pick up. <laughs> um, but. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know what else there is to say about it. I mean, whatever you guys want to throw in there. But for me, it was just a matter of, like, a lot of people want to be there. And if you're in Miami or able to get to Miami and get yourself a ticket, like, do that. Because this is a very yeah, much... I, uh, and I
0: posted about it the other night on, on Instagram because it's, you know, when you don't get why Cuban-Americans <clears throat> behave the way they do or <laughs> or are the way they are, like, this is... This should give you a, a good, kind of ground level understanding of, of what the Cuban American experience has been for most of not most I shouldn't say most for many of the families uh, that are in this country and and why we are so uh, hell bent against socialism and why we're uh, we are the way we are in a lot of ways why we're loud sometimes right because when when an oppressive government comes in. They don't want anybody to be loud. So when you get out of there, you're like, "Hell yeah, I'm gonna be loud because I can be loud, so loud, you know." And so, and it's like I'm gonna exercise my damn freedom to be loud. So, so you know, I, I think uh, I think the show gives gives people who who don't, I, I think that a majority of the of the the Cuban Americans who wanted to see it have already seen it and maybe have seen it multiple times. And uh, I, I think where the show needs to get is it needs to start to like, reach a broader audience than just the Miami Cuban-American or the Cuban-American that lives somewhere else and comes here to see the show. And then it's it's also grown past the Cuban-Americans, but other people living in Miami who empathize with the Cuban-American experience or the immigrant experience, well, now it has to reach, I think, a broader audience. That's what I would like for it to, to do. For sure, right? Yeah. I think I'd like for it to educate... Uh, the so people who have no skin in that game, but are interested in these kinds of things. Uh it just, the show itself is phenomenal. Yeah. Right? The acting is tremendous. And in a town that we're not known for that, Miami yeah. So I
2: think this is the first step in extending it. Hopefully this becomes something more of a you know, permanent Running play that so that we can like develop a, something yeah. where people come in from out of town and like it becomes a destination. Yeah, like people go to New
0: York to see Broadway.
2: Like Absolutely. you would want people to come see this.
1: Yeah, right. and I think when you hear uh, George uh, George Cabrera, who a lot of people in cigars know from you know he's he's been cigar adjacent for yeah. for a long time, uh, and a lot of the other you know the actors and just all the the creative side of all that, um, you, you know that they're pushing for it to be a permanent thing. Um, so yeah, hopefully they find a way for that to, uh, to actually happen. So, um, anyway, so keep an eye out. That's the That's where you go to buy tickets. Also, a uh, brief moment of silence for the, uh, carluba run at the Amparo Run. The Experience? <clears throat> for the Carluba Experience. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> somber, somber horn, so yeah, Carluba, friend of the podcast uh, and of the magazine and of uh, of all of ours personally. Yeah, let's
0: be honest, he's the real the reason you're here.
1: He's the reason I'm here. He's the reason, yeah, I'm anywhere, really. <laughs> otherwise, I'd just be in my house um so uh so yeah Carlos was the uh, was the Dj at the bar lounge party area when you get out of the play uh and he'd been in that role consistently since they started. I want to say was it was April it April? Um. Yeah, man. It was April. Shit. Um. <laughs> I was thinking like June or July. I no, April. Uh. And so yeah, it, at the time, you know, he was among many other people who thought it would just be like a couple of months. And um. So yeah, Carlos has to has to give in to you know got to get home. Yeah. To babies. And Enough stuff. of the partying, chief. Yeah. So Can't uh. So yeah, he'll he'll fill in a few days, but uh. But people who you know in in the Miami cigar scene maybe know Carluba. Carluba has uh. I think. I don't know whether he's made an appearance. I think he's made an appearance. Yeah, through the radio show. You know Carl Lugo from, show, that's right. from our, our uh, short lived uh, radio show, The Draw. Uh, and also from a cigar snob challenge, Good to Pig with his dad. Beat did, Rafael uh, Nodal. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, and when we
2: used to do the marathons, the, he was our MC. And he was a cigar marathon MC. So You know, I didn't mention when I went to play golf in Sarasota, I ran into a guy who went to Boland. Uh, and I throw out Kalua's name, and I go, "Hey, do you do you know Kalua?" And he goes, "He." Just, the, his response was great. He was like, "Of course I do." <laughs> what is wrong? It was you like, "Why would you even asking? ask?" He's like, "Of course." <laughs> what kind
1: of person wouldn't know Kalua? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, he's um, the most
0: famous non-famous person, yeah. right? Yeah, very crazy.
1: few people in the cigar industry who are not in the cigar industry, like him. I know people just somehow know who he is. Um, I remember I had, I think I might have, might have had this experience in in Honduras, like shortly after I first came on full time with the magazine, and somehow his name came up in Dan Lee, which was insane. Uh, but anyway, so um, the Carluba roots run deep. The Carluba roots run deep. Uh, another event was the that that I went to. This was a very cool experience. The Miami Megaherf Cigar Industry Yacht Party. So, if you're not familiar, what? what? Wait, it
0: was called Cigar Industry Yacht Party? That's.
1: I think that's at least what it was called on Facebook. I'm oh, pretty I,
0: sure. I didn't know that it was called Cigar Industry Yacht Party. I was a little okay, confused
1: because there were a lot of people there who seemed not to be in the cigar industry. Of course, like why would? Yeah, but anyway. But whatever. but a lot of people were in the cigar industry. So for whatever that's worth, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal was, but um, but it was cool. So basically, there's a. A a a mega yacht called the Seafair, which if if you went to the Cigar Snobble Chong Challenge last year, that was at the Intercontinental, so the Seafair docks right up against the Intercontinental.
2: We would ash on it. We were exactly (laughs) yeah. If
1: you you remember the ashtray in the sea, (laughs) (laughs) that's terrible. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't think we were. Well, maybe somebody probably was. Maybe I. But it was under the
2: balcony. It was uh, under the balcony where, where we were.
1: And so, um, so this uh, Miami Mega Herf is, uh, an annual event here in Miami, gathering of smokers in the, you know, from. This was the second one they've done? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, it, it is, um, it is an annual event. Uh, it was good. So Seafair is a giant boat, uh, top level, just like a big sprawling yacht deck, people smoking, open bar, um, the cocktails were primarily tequila cocktails because they had like a uh, oh god. Uh, oh
0: really? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it was it was uh, I forget the name of the brand. I'm blanking now. This is terrible. But there was a, a a tequila that was sort of more heavily featured than other spirits there. Can I can I rattle off like three or four? It starts with grand. It was like a it was grand and then a Spanish word. Grand grand leyenda. Eso mismo. Grand leyenda. Um so yeah, had some tequila. So okay, so I'm looking. I'm
0: looking at it now, just because uh, you were blanking. Uh, so Drew Estate, Cohiba was there. Davidoff, yes. AJ Fernandez, La Galera, Freya, Senorial. I guess those two are together. Yeah. Uh, Cuevas Epic, Nat, Chicho, <laughs> uh, Nova Cuban Crafters, fuera de serie, fuera serie, Ace Prime. What is Ace Prime? I don't know. I'm oh, sure. I'm not sure. Uh, and then obviously Casa Montagrito Prime Cigar was also there. So yeah, pretty uh, pretty good group of yeah. of uh, yeah uh, cigar sponsors and and
1: Drew Estate was definitely the uh, like the primary was the headliner. Those yeah, the headliner John Drew gave one of his uh, trademark uh, um, you know opener speeches. Um, also introduced Atomic, which uh, those of you who are into street art, that name probably sounds familiar. Adam yeah. Yeah, especially in uh, in Miami, uh, if you've ever traveled like through Wynwood and you've wondered like, what's up with all these oranges with faces on them? That's yep. he's the dude. Uh, so yeah, man, it was cool. And then toward the end, unfortunately, uh, for cigar purposes, it did start to rain, which forced us inside and couldn't smoke inside this uh, mega yacht thing. But it did, you know, the party got good. So uh, definitely one of those events that you know was fun, no matter what the uh, no matter what the weather. Alright, so let me get here a little rundown.
0: So, deck one was the Drew Estate Lounge and Atomic Art Gallery. Deck two was the Cuban Crafters Lounge. Three was the Brown Foreman Lounge. Brown Foreman being Jack Daniels and Mm -hmm. Old Forester and things like that. Uh, And then the sky deck was Cohiba and Gran Leyenda Tequila. That's probably you spent the majority of your time outside. That's probably why you thought it was mostly tequila. So. Pretty cool, man. So you yeah. had fun. You had a good yeah, time. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good was time. Which was the the point? The, the but you know when you put you posted some video on Instagram, I and did. in the background of the video, I could see the storm clouds, mm-hmm. and ruined. I kept thinking as a as a person who grew up uh, boating around Biscayne Bay, we've always had a boat. Don't don't take that to mean that we were very wealthy or anything like that. My dad always had a boat, even if it was like a John boat. So. Uh, as, uh, as someone who grew up on Biscayne Bay, you always, like, okay, there are the storm clouds. We are going the other way. Uh, so I expected the, the boat to go. It probably had a, a predefined path, a boat that big. Uh, you probably can't just, you know, ad hoc this and go, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, let's change course. So, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, I could see the storm clouds in the background. I was wondering, oh, man, are those things coming to ruin your party? Uh, and I guess they did. But it didn't ruin it, right? Because it ended up, like... Compacting everyone into one deck, and then it became a a fun party, right? right like yeah, a lot yeah. of dancing going on at that point.
1: Exactly, exactly. And you know what I thought was interesting? Everybody put
0: the cigars down and let's just party.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it and it happened sort of organically because I don't think anybody was being instructed to like everybody gather there, but at some point in the night, it just kind of by itself, everybody like just. Whoop, I'm sorry, dude. If you move the DJ to deck number two, we're all going to deck number two. Well, but he was there for a while. Is what I'm saying. Like he was oh, yeah. there for maybe an hour. And then everybody was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna keep not having a DJ." (laughs) So (laughs) so here we go. Uh, So yeah, I mean, it was it was a good time, and I would uh, I would definitely uh, look forward to going back there. And then a crap ton of uh, raffle items, Uh, and there was some controversy because some people got super lucky. There was a. I
0: mean, people do that all the time at these events, right? They buy. $500 Five hundred dollars in yeah. raffle tickets.
2: What do you mean by super lucky? Like one too many things. Same person.
1: Yeah. But that's not, but it works the, Yeah, that but that, happens that happens always event. happens that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like even at, at the Le Challenge. Remember that there's this there was the group that bought like a, again, like five or six hundred dollars and they pulled all their money. Yeah. And then they kept winning one after another. Yeah. It, listen, yeah. if you want to win you gotta you gotta play. That's so the way that goes.
1: So anyway. Keep an eye out for a year from now, Miami Megaherf. They do other events during their, you know, during that time. Uh, but that was cool. And uh, yeah, that's a thing to keep an eye out for, especially especially during this time of year, which is a great time to visit Miami. Uh, so if you're not a towner, yep. this is a good time. Okay. So now, a word from our friends at El Galang Cigars. They are the episode sponsor. El Galang Cigars, the company behind its core El Galang line, Doña Nieves, and extensions of both, brings you. Excuse me, Vegas del Purial. That's my uh, Burger King crispy chicken sandwich uh, mm, creeping back up on creeping you. back up on me. Vegas del Purial is an homage to El Galang founder Felix Mesa's paternal grandparents, Felipe and Caridad Mesa, who grew tobacco in the Cuban province of Las Villas, as well as their farm. The cigar is made at El Galang uh, El Galang's Esteli factory and features an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan fillers, and a new hybrid tobacco called F F M C ninety six for the binder. It's available in four vitolas: a five by fifty robusto, five and a half by fifty two belicoso, a seven by thirty eight lancero, which, by the way, was the number three cigar on our list of the top twenty five of the year. Oh, I like how you updated. Oh, that. baby, a six and three quarters by fifty two super toro. The cigars range in price from eight dollars and ninety cents to ten dollars each. You can find them. Online at elgalangcigars.com. That's E-L-G-A-L-A-N cigars.com. Or all over the social media stuff at El elgalangcigars Cigars. El Galang Cigars. El Cigars. El Cigars.
0: Wait a second. Are you talking about El Galang Cigars? You know, I, I wasn't sure, that.
1: but I am. I'm talking about El Galang Cigars. Huh. Awesome. Hold on. Let me repeat that whole thing for you. <laughs> 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 all right. So, uh, Eric, you... And a small crew, a small uh, cigar snob and cigar snob family cohort. Yes, a contingent. The contingent. Where did the contingent go last night? We went to
0: Sushi Saki's 10th anniversary party at the uh, 147th Avenue and Bird Road location. Like, they took over, like, it's a big parking lot. They must have taken over, like, half of it. And uh, what a party, dude. It's crazy, like... DJ Laz was there. Uh, Hang on a second. So DJ Laz was there. Uh, There was a ton of like reggaeton acts that I don't know because that's not really my my jam. However, every time DJ Laz said the name of one of these people, like the crowd went completely bananas. So it must have been people who they recognize. Uh, And some of the songs sounded familiar, but I was in the tent. I didn't like go out to the to the reggaeton section, but they were jamming, and it was free food, free drinks. It was like an insane party. He went, yeah. he went really all out on this thing. And you say so, he? Oh, he, uh, sorry, the owner of, of Sushi Saki Angel. I uh, mean, through a ma- he texted me. He was like, "Dude, I think I went overboard." He texted me yesterday uh, during the afternoon, after like the whole thing was being set up. He's like, "I think I went overboard." I was there last night as a brother. <laughs> you, you, the overboard doesn't even cover it. So it was, and there was, uh, there was people from Altadis. Uh, there was, uh, you know who was there? Bobby, or the Lechon Challenge oh, champion was yeah. there.
2: Bobby doesn't miss a free sushi event.
0: No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, so we, yeah, it was, uh, it was my brother. Obviously, my brother Chuck, my sister, Ramon. Uh,
1: so, yeah, it was a good time. Just a damn good time. Good stuff. And did we already drop a mention of the uh, Sushisaki owners uh, of Angel's Cigar connection here? We have not. Uh, I think in the past. We, well, he knows he's going to come
0: on the podcast and talk about it. Okay. Uh, so he does. He all in addition to owning Sushisaki, he also owns Cava cigars in Miami, uh, and even like La Gran Llave, which is a cigar brand. He started that, and then uh, and then I think sold. The distribution to uh, Cigars International, I think, or, but uh, but yeah, no, he has a, a connection to the cigar business, yeah, and which is how how he and I met. I, I wouldn't have you know I, right. I wouldn't have been friends with the owner of Sushi Saki uh, if it was just like that. But um, at any rate, awesome party. And uh, if you've never been to Sushi, sushi Saki, it's like a like a Miami. Miami, it's like a Miami sushi place, right? Yeah, yeah, you've got you've got the sushi, the traditional sushi, right? But then you've also got these like platanito,
2: fried into, plantain in a sushi is the greatest invention. It I is a good it idea. It
0: is, you know, I feel the same way. I, I, we've never voiced this here, <laughs> but I feel like the the fried the Cuban style fried plantain is a genius insertion. Yep. Into into a sushi roll.
1: Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. So anyway, keep an eye out for our for next what that's perfect worth. pairing. Uh in the pages of Cigar Snob we'll be finding a cigar to pair with plantains. I find sushi. them
0: to be so good for that <laughs> that
1: I've even like fried plantains and made Oh
0: wow. Made plantain sushis. Like you'll get your sushi and then you add a fried plantain. No. No. No, I've taken no. a I've taken a the like let's say a two inch piece of the plantain. Uh huh. Fry it so that it's a little soft, core it. What? Whoa. That's crazy. Then fry it again so that now it gets crispy. And then stuff it with whatever you want to put in your sushi. Well, now.
1: Whoa. I think you just blown two minds. Yeah. yeah. So so keep an eye out for the perfect pairing. And also, uh, Eric's Chef, sushi Eric's, business. <laughs> Chef Eric's sushi series, plantain stuffed sushi. Um, so that's those are two parties that are in the past. There's a party in the future there's always the a party in the future. <laughs> the, the future <laughs> is going to cost more money, uh, but it's also going to have more body. So, uh Neptune cigars, which is uh they've got how many cigars? Uh, how many stores are there? They've got the one, two, is it three stores total or two? So they've got Rick Four Lauderdale, Little Havana, and Pinecrest. Right. Uh but they have a, a good online a business tremendous as well. Online yeah. Business, yeah. So yeah. people all over the country know Neptune, uh and they are turning 20. So Neptune can't drink yet, but I suspect there will be alcohol. Um, there will be tons of
0: alcohol. <laughs> it's like a prohibition-style party. Yeah, I don't know if you if you said that. No, no, no. I, I was replying to a text I didn't, I didn't. while you were. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, there's going to be a bunch. What are you doing with the microphone, there, Chief? Uh, it's uh, there's going to be a bunch of. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. As a photograph of Ivan with the microphone. Uh, it's going to be an awesome party. I mean, I I don't think that you, we're not promoting it because. They advertise it already. I think they're sold out of tickets, so I don't think there's any need uh, to promote it. But if you're in the area, yeah, it's going to be a damn good time. For I sure. can't wait. I can't wait. And it's and, tomorrow, so and this the venue podcast may is, already
1: be. And the venue is tremendous. Which, if you can't make it to this party, it's you can worth look voting. at wait.
0: You can look at the photo shoot. What, what issue lo- was that? Yeah, September of
1: last year. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm only saying, I I just said I think so, like, I I don't know. September Uh, of last year,
0: we did a photo shoot at Vizcaya. It's just, it's an awesome venue.
1: And Vizcaya is a place to go to, even if there's not an event. Like, if you're not a towner in Miami, you want to go, just check it out.
0: So, for those of you out of town, come in, see the Amparo experience. The next day, take a tour of Vizcaya. Those are two very Miami things you can do. Go to Sushi Sagi and have some. And then go to Sushi Sagi, and there you go. And then you fly back home. Fully immersed in Miami culture,
2: hundred percent. So,
0: and you throw in a hundred percent just to. What just, wear,
2: What, by the way, what are you wearing at this party? Oh, good question.
0: So, I, I'm not. I'm not the. I, I'm not going to get all dressed up in prohibition style, uh, although a lot of people are. But I am going to go with like slacks and a vest. What's over prohibition
2: a, style attire? Yeah, like 1920s. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. Okay, but okay, 1920s attire, not prohibition era. Era. Okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, not like not like yeah, not running. dressed as a bootlegger. Bootlegger, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Oh, <laughs> well, that but that
1: would be good if you went dressed as a moonshiner. Like you went the opposite direction, like straw hat, filthy beard. Yeah, I you think you're right. I think I, I want to go for that. I going to go a for good that good move. look. <laughs> That's a good move. Like loose
2: shirt, like muddy boots. Oh. Forget the Miami chic look. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Reeking of
0: BO. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's what happens when you're moonshining. Yeah. That's I a like good, it.
1: This is a good idea. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Aww. All right. So uh, you know who wants his wife to dress more like a bootlegger is Kanye West. Whoa. Hell of a segue there. Boom. I didn't even bring up the bootlegger attire with that in mind, but that's where I'm going. So... Uh, the cliff notes of yeah, this. I with that because I don't even know. I don't know anything about this. Yeah. So the cliff notes of this is that uh, Kanye West apparently has found Jesus, which, as far as I'm concerned, you know, good for him. I think. Yeah, uh, not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Uh, yeah,
0: maybe for his fans, it's a bad thing. But... Exactly.
1: But there's, um, but there's a, a sort of interest. Like every once in a while, pop culture gives you like something that on the surface seems silly, but that actually, like, there's some deep, like, interesting cultural stuff there. And in this case. He's apparently had some kind of, like, spiritual awakening, and that puts him at odds with your Kim Kardashian, who is about as much of a pop culture sex symbol as you could hope to find. Like, actually became famous because of sex. Um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, and so I, I think it was, like, on an episode of of their reality show that they kind of get into it over him trying to, you know, basically complaining that her dress for the Met Gala was too sexy And he wants her to dress a little more modestly, and he's talking about, like, you know, like, I have a daughter now, and you're my wife, and all this stuff, and then her response... He's asking her to evolve a little bit. Yeah, well, and then her response was also kind of interesting, because her response is, like, you're on this journey, apparently, that doesn't mean that I'm on. Like, Hmm. And I think she even brings up, like, you helped build me up as a sex symbol, and now you're complaining. Which I think is an interesting, also, point there.
2: Um, So anyway...
1: I think it's... Uh, Th- okay, hang on. Does it does that
0: feel fabricated for yes, the show? Yes, yes. It probably. feels like it to me. Oh,
2: it, everything that comes out of them feels 100%. Fabricated. All right, so. so And, it, and it they still got us like to talk it. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I I mean, great job.
1: I mean, fa- fabricated in the sense that... I think more curated than fabricated, right? Like, because I think it's also entirely possible that this guy who has gone through all kinds of other, you know, mental phases, phases yeah. is genuinely in this phase, What's fabricated is that most people don't then record it and put it out there into the world because for them there's you know sort of like an ancillary benefit to uh, sort of airing that dirty laundry out to the extent that it's even dirty laundry. But so yeah, that aspect of it is fabricated. slightly soiled laundry. Slightly, <laughs> it's slightly soiled, <laughs> modest laundry. <laughs> um, so anyway, I think uh, you know that's not really something we're going to get into a ton of discussion about. But I think it would be interesting to maybe solicit social media uh, feedback. From what your favorite Kim Kardashian outfit? That's one (laughs) way to go. You you know, I I
0: love you know that in the Dominican Republic and maybe other Latin American countries too. But whenever like a woman walks out of the street, walks out, uh, and she's wearing some some, uh, tight fitting clothes that accents her curves, Mm -hmm. they uh, like people yell out, Kim Kardashian, like. Which is their version of Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. I, it's, That's great. It's not. I didn't hear that once. It's yeah. like you hear it. This is a thing. Like when someone's at a party and then, oh, did you see Kim Kardashian
2: over there? It's, That's good. Hilarious. I dig it. Going back to the um, fabricated stuff and everything that they do is... Or curated, is, I is, think so. Or curated. But everything that, I've, that comes out of them is just to get clicks or... Mentions or, or living increase their paint. yeah, just to get their social media, yeah. uh, just media presence, whatever it numbers. takes. You got to keep those numbers up. You got to keep the numbers up. Do it for the gram. Do it for the gram. I just saw one of my favorite pictures of Kanye West, and it was on Caitlyn Jenner's Instagram. Look how happy! Oh He's man, thrilled.
0: is he wearing Ka- a Metallica hat? Kanye
2: West is with Caitlyn Jenner there. That's like the That's epitome <laughs> of. Oh,
0: no man. Yeah, it, it's like you could put a, a thought bubble and it just says, binga." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, Sorry for those of you that didn't understand it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a very appropriate one for it, that. I couldn't, I,
0: could not, I tried to think like last minute of, a, of something that would work. Yeah. But
1: uh, nothing
0: captures that moment like the word I
1: used. So that was the, uh, the squabble between the Kardashians and... Then another public, although very different in tone sort of beef, is this thing between Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal. Uh, I don't know why I keep what saying that. When's that coming up? So that's supposed to be uh, November 2, 11-2. However, the fight is in jeopardy, it sounds like. What? So this is a tweet from Nate Diaz. and I'm going to do my best to make this intelligible. I'm not gonna make it out to New York City for fight week next week because they say I tested with elevated levels that they say might be from some tainted supplements. I call false on that because I only take whole food or natural food supplements. I don't even eat meat. So until UFC, Usada, or whoever is—I guess we can say we say fuck here around—yeah, uh, or whoever's we're, we're, fucking FCC with me here. fixes it, I won't be. Com- I won't be competing. I'm not gonna play their game and try and hide it or keep quiet. As they suggested, I'm not going to have my name tainted as a cheater like these other motherfuckers who keep quiet until after the fight just so that they can get paid. Fucking cheaters. I don't give a fuck about some money over my dignity and my legacy. I'm not playing along with this bullshit. I'm not staying quiet and figuring it out after the fight. That's cheating. So fight game, I'll see you when I see you. Sincerely, the real baddest motherfucker in the game. So basically he's saying he tested uh, with elevated levels of something. I guess maybe that means that it wouldn't be enough, elevated enough to disqualify him or something because he's acting like he has a choice here. Uh, In any case, he's saying he doesn't want to fight and then be accused of cheating if he wins or whatever it is. Jorge Masvidal uh, responds on Twitter, you're not the baddest motherfucker in the game. I am, but you are one of the cleanest mofos, Nate Diaz. I'll see you November 2. I know your name is clean. I don't need U.S. anti-doping to tell me shit. So where does that leave us? That's the thing. I don't really know whether he has a choice. Like, if the commission says he can't fight, he can't fight. But in the event that he can make that choice, like, maybe he tested under the you're in trouble levels, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think it's pretty cool, though, that these two guys are like, I believe
2: you. Let's do this. It's in everybody's interest money-wise, right? Money-wise, for sure. Of course it is.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's a very, uh, like, complimentary beef. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it was like, you're not the baddest motherfucker. I'm the baddest motherfucker, but you are a very clean motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you don't eat meat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, I mean, it'd be a shame if if that fight actually didn't happen. Uh,
0: you are one hell of a plant-based fighter, though. One hell of you're a plant-based p- fighter.
2: Fellow pescatarian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh
1: man! So listen,
0: George. This is—we're
1: just joking, brother. Don't come over here and kick our asses. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, But it'll—it'll be interesting, though, if Diaz doesn't fight and if Masvidal does stay in it. Because who knows? Like, I guess at this point, he might have the option of not fighting, depending on whether he wants whoever they replace this guy with.
0: I, know, I thought you'd have more information on this, Nicholas. I well, sent you that tweet last night, thinking, okay,
1: so he's our, he's our we- MMA anchor, yeah, he's of course. Our guy. Well, so
0: the and he didn't research shit. Well, no, but what I do <laughs> what know did was read him.
1: What I do wait. know is that Kamaru Usman, who is the current champion in that division, is on Twitter saying, "I'll fight in November. I'll fight in December. Whenever, blah blah blah." So now the thing is, is he serious or isn't he? Because if he is and he's willing to take this fight on such short notice. Does that mean that Masvidal gets a title shot, all of a sudden? Like, so Usman supposedly turned down a fight with uh, with Masvidal not too long ago. Usman, 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 Usman. Uh, and so Masvidal. So he's saying I'll fight whenever Masvidal is saying like you turned it down on seventy days' notice. I don't think you're gonna take this fight on seven. Um, anyway, so so that's the new thing is who who is gonna step in for Nate Diaz and what does that mean for Masvidal? If Nate Diaz does, in fact, uh, bow out or get forced out of the card. Uh, so anyway, keep an eye out November 2. Regardless, this guy's always fun to watch. Uh, the last two
2: fights that I've seen Masvidal in were freaking awesome. And, the last uh, one was a sucker kick. What's the sucker kick? The I'm leaning up against... Oh, oh, yeah, 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 know, that, Flying yeah. kick from the yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Need uh, uh, Ben Askren right in the head. Who, by the way, is uh, and I'll just go ahead and drop this here because I had made a note for. Oh no, yeah, Ben Askren is fighting tomorrow. So we're recording this Friday. Ben Askren is fighting uh, Damian Maya tomorrow, October twenty-six. So while I'm at
0: the Vizcaya party,
1: while you're at the for Vizcaya party for Neptune cigars, for Neptune cigars, uh, dressed like a bootlegger, dressed <laughs> like a bootlegger, <laughs> it's like a dirty bootlegger. <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, we are smoking Hoya de Nicaragua Antaño CT. I think we're all roughly halfway through. Like we're coming yeah, up yeah. on the uh, secondary band. How are you guys feeling about it so far? I think Ivan is is pulling away. He's in the lead here on he the has, smoking he, speed.
0: You have you've uh, well not only that, but he hasn't been talking as much as you. Uh, but man, Glass I don't know bags. the uh, <laughs> the strength has kicked up even more. I don't know about you guys, but I feel it kicked up quite a bit. Yeah. So uh but still still super enjoyable in terms of flavors.
1: And the construction couldn't be any couldn't better.
0: Could be better. Uh I do want to say one thing because I think sometimes people probably listen and like every cigar that you guys smoke is great, you know? People must think that. But the the thing is that we're not going to sit here and smoke a cigar we don't Right. <laughs> we don't like. Yeah. It. Uh Good point. I mean there are times when, you know, uh we'll have to smoke something that Someone will send us, hey man, can you guys smoke this on the podcast? And we'll okay, we'll try it without knowing that it's good. But we happen, we know that we like the cigar. Yeah, and most of the cigars that we're smoking on the podcast, we already know we like. Yeah. So I just wanted to make yeah. sure that the That's... people are not like thinking, oh yeah, whatever, dude. Every cigar is good. No, every
1: we choose them. So yeah. to, to drive the point home, as soon as these mics are turned off, we're probably gonna smoke something we don't like. <laughs> this is very true. Very true, very true. We we're not gonna be, you know, singing from the mountaintops about what we think is gaga. But there will somebody will like something gaga today.
0: Of course. Yeah. I mean that I mean right now we're we're wrapping up the yeah. the rating section. And yeah, there's there's still groups of uh of cigars to be smoked at. Not everything in there's good.
1: For sure. So all good notes. You know what else is good? Bourbon. Yeah, man. I like bourbon. I like turtles and I like bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> I like turtles. So, uh, so Eric, tell us about this uh, Maker's Mark. People who listen to the podcast have already heard about this. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think, what was it, like a couple weeks ago or three weeks ago that I went to uh, to Loretto, Kentucky to visit Maker's Mark. And, you know, I took a tour of the thing. And, listen, the the place is beautiful. The only the only knock on, on Maker's Mark uh, distillery tours that dry you can't smoke cigars. Oh. No, it's not a Dry County. No, no, that's oh, no. Lynchburg, Tennessee. Oh. This is uh Loretto, Kentucky, which is out in the middle of nowhere, Right. but beautiful, sprawling sort of campus of uh, distillery buildings and things of that nature. So uh, Jane Bowie, who who runs their private select program, for those of you that private select is the is the program where a a bar or a liquor store can choose their own stave finishing. Whoa, Petey. Uh, choose their own stave finishing uh, in the barrel, and so then you can have kind of your own customized barrel, right? By the way, Corona Cigar uh, has their own barrel, so you can you can actually purchase uh, a barrel of what Jeff uh, and I think Angel from from the from the store. I think they went together and Tanya. They went and and they chose a they chose this combination of staves to finish the bourbon. To pair perfectly with a cigar. So, anyway. Uh, I'm writing a story about this. That's why I'm bringing all that up. But, RC6, which is their latest. This is Maker's Mark's latest uh, limited edition uh, stave finished bourbon. Is out on the market right now. It's I think there's only 250 barrels that they made. So, it is quite limited. But... I think it's going to be in every state. I think there's going to be at least a few bottles per state. If you can find that and you like bourbon, without hesitation, go get it. I think it's like 60 bucks a bottle. I mean, don't even – if you don't like it, I'll buy it from you. It's so freaking good. <laughs> I'll
2: drink it off you. Seriously, it is
0: – you know, the thing that blew me away is it's Maker's Mark, right? That's the liquid that's in there because just at the, Maker's Mark only makes Maker's. The liquid that's in there is Maker's Mark, but when you finish it with these stave combinations, it changes so much, but you can still taste that it's Maker's. Yeah. It, it was, uh, I don't know, it blew my mind. So uh, if you can find it, it's called Maker's Mark RC6. If you can find it, get it, don't hesitate. Did
2: you bring any back? No. No. They didn't know
0: that it wasn't out. No. All we could do was taste it from these it's out now. little uh, sample things that they had um but now it's out so i've already told them when it hits because it hasn't hit every state yet it is out but it's not in it's not everywhere yet i've told them as soon as it hits florida please shoot me an email or call me because i will go get it immediately maybe we can talk to pablo at total Wine to just save us a bottle
1: pablo save us a bottle please thanks pablo cool thank you pablo (laughs) uh as long as we're on there just, actually, you know what? I'll save it for our parting recommendations because I don't think I have one of those now. Oh, I don't think so I have this, one either. That becomes my recommendation. Um, so finally, before we go to our Drew Estate ad and our parting recommendations, I want to just note that you will not want to miss the next episode of the podcast because, um, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be episode number 100. One hundred. A, a- hundred. A- a- or a hundo. Or a-, a hundo. Uh, we are right now close to the end of episode 99. We're partying like it's episode 99, but, <laughs> uh, but next time we're going to party like it's episode 100. I don't know what that's going to mean, uh, but there will definitely be a whole bunch of horn. Yep. Like left and right. It might just be a solid one hour. of. It may bring reggaetoneros like Angel did. Oh yeah. And people on stilts. Yes. Yeah. We're going to need some stilts around here. So that was terrible. Awful. Mostly because of I think I ruined it. Um, but yeah, so keep an eye out for that. Thank you for, uh, uh, thank you to the schmooze for listening to all 99 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, we look forward to uh, having, you know what, we should call the schmooze and bring the schmooze in on episode 100.
0: That's a fine idea. Awesome. Let's
1: do that. Okay, so keep an eye out. And he's out. in South Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's do it. The schmooze, we're coming for you. So, uh, all right, now a word from episode sponsor, Drew Estate. Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense plantation-grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fábrica Drew Estate, blended by William Herrera and presented in five Vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. And we're back. As usual, we are ending this episode with our parting recommendations. This is where we recommend things that we think you should, or maybe sometimes shouldn't, uh, eat, smoke, drink, watch, read, uh, listen to, uh, visit.
2: All that stuff. So, Ivan, what are you recommending to the people? I got a local plug today. Um, As everyone knows, I do a lot of home improvement, and I don't think I would have done as much if I did not have one of the best home improvement stores near my house. So today's plug goes out to Shell Lumber. Shell? Shell Lumber is the world's number one home improvement store. Uh, located at 2733 <laughs> Southwest 27th Avenue. He they has, have a great by the way, assort- he's
0: reading this from his <laughs> cup. He has a Shell Lumber a cup. branded cup that It'll he drinks around, from every around, single day.
2: Well, I'm taking a picture now with yeah. my my go. glass here. But Shell Lumber is by far and away the best home improvement store you can go to. This is not on the cup. But Wait,
0: are they paying him? Because he's had the cup here all this time. This might be a side deal. I think he's a side deal. He's, <laughs> cut. he's cutting side
2: deals. The best selection of fine woods, You know that you hardware know products.
0: You know what's funny is that when my son had to do a project about uh, measuring the hardness of certain types of woods.
2: The only place you can find certain types of woods is there. The only, For the sure. On,
0: yeah, yeah, when he said, Papa, you know, I want to do this and that. I was like, ah, I got just a place. So sure. That's We went to uh, to shell and dude. Or if you need some selection.
2: funky screw or nut that you'll never be able to find at Home Depot, that's where you go. Yeah, the place is great. Or if you're hungry, you want a hot dog. They sell hot dogs. They outside. sell hot dogs. Yep, delicious, delicious, wow. and free popcorn. But for the kids they also,
0: some. I've seen them also have a big green egg going, and they will yeah, sell they, like they cook it up. It's awesome ribs and shit. Yeah, it's, it's
2: awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great home improvement store. Kind of in the middle of Miami. They only have one location, but it's well worth it. You don't have to kind deal of, with lines. Kind of two minutes
0: from Ivan's house.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to deal with any lines. Parking's always good. They, they, the help, they have the, the, everything. that yeah. helps great. Are you sure they're not paying them? It's good, man. I'm going to bring this up next time I'm there say, hey, I plugged you guys. Oh, that's No, what this bring is the clip.
0: Like. Just bring the clip <laughs> and just play Somebody it. Somebody hear look, this. Look, look,
2: <laughs> look what I did. Can I get some mulch? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so uh, I am going to be. Rec- this this came to mind when you were talking bourbon. Um, if you remember the travel story that we did about uh, Andy and my uh, trip to Louisville and also Indianapolis, but in Louisville, one of the places that we stopped into that I am just now remembering, I should probably like uh, find an excuse to buy some of these art eatables, which is a questionable name for the business, but the product is pretty great. It's art eatables, E A T. A-B-L-E-S. Yeah, it sounds. Exactly. But not edibles. Art eatables. And they do chocolate truffles, which are infused with bourbon. And because of chocolate truffle, you're not cooking. Uh, the bourbon-specific flavor stays in there. And so you can get, like, a sampler pack. And every truffle actually does taste like a different bourbon. So I'll just rattle off some of them to give you an idea. Uh, some of the truffles, which you can also buy uh, just, like, single flavors, um. Uh, and actually let uh yeah so there's let's see there's some featuring a 12 year pappy there's 19, uh, 1792 small Batch K- uh, Kentucky stray bourbon whiskey there's uh wild turkey rare breed there's Elijah Craig small batch there's uh jim Beam there's all kinds of stuff in here and it's a wide range there's maker's mark there's a maker's mark truffle um so anyway if, if you're, yeah if you're into if you're into chocolate and you're into bourbon I can tell you firsthand these are pretty great and uh also great gift.
0: They have a a great gift sample. I just I'm looking as you're talking. I, I didn't I didn't remember this place. Yeah. Uh but they have one called the 12 Days of Bourbon. Oh, nice. Uh which is just 12 different bourbon um uh, truffles. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So, what you got, Eric?
0: Oh, 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 oh. Uh, my oh, turn. Oh, oh, it's my turn. Oh, oh, oh. oh we uh you know we did something jesus christ we did something on the uh on the website we haven't we hadn't done before right we'd never really sold any cigar snob swag swag swack, swack connecticut uh we've ne- we'd never sold any swag. so you know people see us with these t-shirts with uh that rectangular snob logo and people love it and so People kept asking and asking, hey, how can I get that T-shirt? And so we, we kind of got tired of sending the T-shirts for free for people because when someone likes the, the shirt and we didn't have a way to sell it, we just sent it for free to you, right? Well, now we've created a uh, a monster. a mo- Dude, we a started selling those two days ago, and it and it's daily multiple orders a day. That's how drug dealers do it. They give it out for
2: free first and then they I was trying not
0: to give away the the model, but I guess you're giving (laughs) no Uh, no but so we're selling it in the army green, the gray, and the black. In Miami, people always whenever you're offering the shirt, someone comes to the office from the cigar industry and you're like, Hey, oh, oh, I'd love one of those shirts. Oh, cool, which one do you want? They always say black on the website. Which one do you think is selling the most? Green, no doubt. Hmm. It's like, it's like three to one, green. We're as a matter of fact, yesterday my sister was like, uh, "We're gonna need to order green shirts again."
1: Do we have a sense of where they're most popular? Like, are they coming from the same areas? No, I mean,
0: it's all, we've only all been selling it for a couple of days. I just wondered
1: whether they were like in areas where camo is a thing. You know,
0: I have seen uh, multiple orders from North Carolina.
1: Uh, Huge camo state. Huge,
0: but I also saw a camo order from Canada.
1: So to be clear, it's not camo.
0: It's not. It's, it's, not. Like it's like, just a camo like army colors. green color, it's like it's and, in the, and the fact color. that it's green with the black logo, yeah, makes it feel very military. Yeah. Bay of pigs, bay of pigs, or bay of pigs. <laughs> we'll So anyway, but uh, but that's up. So you can go to cigarsnobmag.com/slash. Uh, ah, I think you just go and go shop because it's like product yeah. tag gear. Just go to the go to the website. Go to shop gear. And uh get yourself a shirt. They're not they're not expensive. It's
1: like eighteen bucks for a shirt. Good stuff. So, um I mean that's that leads into our shameless plugging. So you can find us at cigarsanobag dot com. Go to slash shop for all of your swag and also subscription and back issue ordering stuff. Uh, remember we do publish a print magazine. There's things in it that you might like to see. Uh there's ladies. There's booze, there's cigars, there's travel stuff, all sorts of things. So, uh, subscribe there. Uh, Are we still at 18 for the year? Yep. 18 bucks for the year, but not for long. So, get Get on it. Get on it. Quick. Hurry up. Uh, You can find us on all the social media stuff at Cigar Snob Mag. And finally, subscribe to this podcast on whatever thing you listen to podcasts on. And leave us reviews. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts uh, and maybe some of the other things. But Apple Podcasts, if you're a user there, which most of you are, you want to get in there, say nice things about us or terrible things, leave us any number of stars that you'd like. And uh, and let us know. Let us know what you think on social media and all that stuff. Uh, feedback at cigarsnobmag.com. And uh, stay tuned for episode 100 coming up next. Later, y'all. Goodbye.